What's up, guys? We're here to go over UFC Vegas 70, Krylov versus Span. But real quick, don't forget to check out Chris Lytle's podcast, the guy I did the interview with. He's a legend. His show's got all kinds of legends uh, from the UFC and MMA and Japan and everywhere. They talk about all the, how the sport originated, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, and check out my show as well. We're both available on iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, YouTube, Rumble, all that. Now let's get to the card. So, um, some pretty good fights on this card, guys. We lost a couple of ones. Um, I guess nothing too good. I guess Philly and Lucas Almeida would have been good if we didn't lose it. And, then, you know, I record these so early, so there's no no telling what's going to change in between, you know, now and the time the card actually happens. So, because uh, UFC Vegas 69 hasn't even happened yet, and I'm recording this. <laughs> But uh, let's get down here to start at the bottom. We've got uh, Eric Gonzalez taking on Darius Flowers. Yeah, sorry, my notes are a little bit out of order because they uh, they switched the card around. So, my bad, guys. Uh, so, Eric Gonzalez is 31 years old. He's 5'11 with a 75-inch reach. He's 14 and 7. And uh, 0-2 in the UFC. So he hasn't been able to get it going in the UFC. He got knocked out by Jim Miller. He got submitted by Terrence McKinney. And, uh, you know, he's he's got good striking. He showed that on the regional scene. He had some power. He's got some finishes on his record. Just like I said, it hasn't carried over into the UFC. Um, you know, he struggles with the wrestling and grappling. And, uh, uh, well, there's... I mean, there's not a whole lot of positives that I was able to find on the guy. I mean, he he looks good on the regional scene, guys, you know, and just when he came to the UFC, he stepped up in competition, just hasn't been able to get it going. And you know, he needs to work on his head movement, and he needs to throw longer combinations. Um, he does have a power. You know, there's always that to worry about, and his punches are pretty fast. But, you know, and in this spot, I don't really, I don't really know <laughs> how well he's going to do against this guy. Um Darius Flowers is 12, 5, and 1. He's 28 years old, 5'9", with a 71-inch reach. And uh, this is UFC debut. You know, it's kind of weird. He had quite a few losses, uh, some KOs and subs, and then he went on a three-fight win streak. And, uh, you know, right before the Contender Series fight, which he won, uh, he, like, it was a big slam where he injured the guy's shoulder, and, you know, the guy had to quit or whatever. But he's got a lot of KOs on his record. He's got pretty good striking. He's a good wrestler. He's really strong. Um, we didn't get to see much out of him on Dana White's Contender Series. He had to go back and watch a, a few of his other fights from the regional scene. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident in this guy. He, he's, he's, he's pretty good. He's pretty talented. And he's super powerful. Um, you know, and his fight on the Contender Series was up at 170. So, I don't know if sometimes Tapology gets this stuff wrong. This could be, I don't know, maybe it's at 155, but... It could be at 170, and Eric Gonzalez could be going up for all I know because they've had it wrong last week on one of the fights. So I guess uh, if Darius Flowers can make the weight and it's at 155, you know he's a pretty good sized guy, but I think he can make the weight, and I'm pretty sure uh, pretty sure he could get the victory here. I'll be taking him in the spot, and uh, I think he can get the KO here. You know, round one or two KO, and uh, you know it's not a bad money line on him, especially you know with. Eric Gonzalez has been struggling in the UFC, so uh, I'll be getting to my bets later on the on this. Next up, we got Jose Johnson taking on 
Garrett Garrett Armfield. Um, so Jose Johnson is fifteen and seven. This is going to be his UFC debut, and uh, he's coming off a victory over a guy that was ten and zero on on the Contender Series. And he's he's got really good leg kicks. He stays busy off of his back when he's on the bottom. He's got good scrambles. Um, he throws elbows from the bottom that are really good, really really sharp elbows. And um, you know he definitely knows how to sweep well. I saw him do that. Um, you know he fought out a he fought out of a really deep darce choke on the show. So he's got you know pretty good submission defense, and he stays calm and you know works his way out of it. Um, you know, he's got a pretty good ground game for a guy who mainly uses his striking. He's got a lot of KOs on his record. He's a really long, rangy guy, six foot tall at Bantamweight, so there's not a lot of those. Um, I did see him get taken down a few times. Like I said, he's got a pretty good ground game as far as off his back and, you know, good scrambles to get back to his feet. Uh, you know, if Arm if Armfield wants to get a victory here, he's going to have to use his wrestling. Um, you know, and, and on the stand-up, I don't know that, you know, Armfield's going to have much for Jose Johnson in this spot. You know, he's got really good... You know, elbows and knees in the clinch. He's got good power, and he really uses his range well. He's going to have a four-inch reach here. He's taking on Garrett Armfield. He's eight and three, and zero and one in the UFC. And his UFC debut was against David Onama, which is no easy debut. Um, you know, Onama is just kind of on a other other level than him at that point. As before, you know, Nate Marquardt, you know, kind of exposed David Onama for his bad cardio, but. He was a college wrestler, and he's got pretty good boxing. You know, once he's on the inside, he throws good combinations. Uh, basically, I think this fight's going to probably come down to, like, you know, like kind of like Johnson's last fight, you know, giving up the takedowns early and winning in the later rounds uh, or winning or winning a decision on damage. Um, I was tempted on the arm field pick here, but, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with Jose Johnson in this spot. I think he's going to be able to use his range really well. Uh, he's got four inches of reach, like I said. So I'm going to go with Johnson by decision. I don't know if he's going to get a decision or get a, get a KO here or anything, but I'm going to take him to win by decision. Next up, we got Haley Cohen taking on Alan Perez. Or is it Alan? <laughs> Whatever. So Haley Cohen is 7-2, and two, and this is going to be her UFC debut. Uh, a lot of people making their debuts on this card. She's fighting out of Waco, Texas. 31 years old. She's going to be 5'8 with a 69-inch reach. And, uh, you know, this is, this is her UFC debut. She shows, she shows quite a few finishes on the, on the regional scene. So that's always impressive. You don't see that as much in women's MMA. But they, this is a bantamweight fight, so you do see that more with the bantamweight and featherweight fighters. Um, but, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's pretty well-rounded. Uh, she's, she has, she's going to have the size and the reach advantage here. Um, you know, neither of these girls have fought the best competition. You know, their opponents had pretty small records, which could possibly explain why they both, they both have quite a few finishes on their record, but I do like Haley Cohen. You know, she's, she's pretty well-rounded. She appears to be really strong. Uh, you know, well-rounded Her striking looks really good. Uh, like I said, decent power. Um, you know, we're just curious to see, you know, how it all holds up against, you know, the better competition as she's going up, you know, in the sport. So she's taking on Alan Perez. She's seven and two and zero and one in the UFC. She lost her UFC debut to Stephanie Egger by armbar. And I would say that both these girls' weaknesses, like, are probably their submission awareness and defense. Even though they they do have you know good takedowns and stuff, but they do struggle with that. Um, they both have power and they both strike pretty well. You know, I see this fight playing out on the feet. 
Uh, Perez is dropping down to 135 here, so we'll see how she does, if she struggles making the weight. But uh, I'm going to take the Texas girl here to win uh, by decision, Haley Cohen. Next up, we got Odie Osborne taking on Dennis Bondar. And, uh, you know, uh, I've got a, a, a really, you know, sore history with with Ode Osborne because I'm a big fan of his. But, uh, you know, every time I put money on him, he gets knocked out, you know. And then when I don't, he ends up getting a good win. And I know he's really talented, you know. Um, you know, he's a good size for the weight class. He's got good striking. He switches stances well. He throws really fast kicks. He's super well-rounded. He's got good submissions, um, you know, but like I said, every time I put money on him, he gets knocked out. So with him, it's just his chin's my only worry. Um, you know, I honestly think he could, he should consider moving up to Bantamweight and giving that a shot. Uh, maybe that would help him with the, with the, you know, chin issues, but you can't really fault him for the flying knee knockout from uh, uh, Manel Cop. But I was just kind of surprised in his last time out, I expected him to get the win over Tyson Nam and Tyson Nam caught him with a good hook and, you know, so uh, it does have holes in his game. Like I said, the chin's a little bit worrisome. He does have some issues with the, you know, with the striking defense a little bit. He uh, kind of keeps his hands super low, so it leaves his chin out there in the air. Uh, and he doesn't ch really tuck his chin. But um, he's uh, he's 31 years old, 5'7", 72-inch reach, you know, 11 and 5. Um, you know, he's 3-3 three and three in the UFC, so... This is a not a fight that I'd be putting money on, but uh, <laughs> he's taking Dennis Bondar on. He's uh, 30 years old, 5'6", with a 69-inch reach. He's 16-4, and four, and this is going to be – he's 0-1 in the UFC. He lost his debut to Malcolm Gordon. Um, he had an arm injury in that fight, so they had to stop the fight. And, uh, uh, he, you know, he's got, he's got a lot of finishes on his record. Uh, he had an arm injury, like I said, in the last fight, so hopefully, you know, he's recovered from that. He's been out for – almost a year at this point. So, um, you know, he's good on the feet, uh, you know, good on the ground, nice takedowns. You know, it's, it's kind of tough to see how that holds up, you know, in the UFC. Um, I know Ukraine doesn't usually have the best, uh, you know, history of fighters here of late. They've had quite a few guys come over and, you know, they didn't do so well, but you know, this guy is actually really talented and him and Nikita Krylov both, you know, are probably two of the better fighters to come out of Ukraine in a long time. And, uh, you know, he's pretty good. So, like I said, um, yeah, I'm kind of torn on this because of, you know, my history with O'Day. I want to pick him, but, you know, he's let me down so many times, but <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just going to stay away from the money. I'm going to pick Odie Osborne, and I'm going to say he gets it done by KO, uh, you know, round one or two. Hopefully he, uh, hopefully he comes through, but I'm not brave enough. <laughs> so next up we got uh, Jordan Levitt. Taking on Victor Martinez. Jordan Levitt is 10 and 2. He's 27 years old, 5'9 with a 71 inch reach. He's 3 and 2 in the UFC. So he's like a, you know, he's a really weird dude. <laughs> you know, um, he, he's got a weird style. His striking isn't very good, but he kind of finds a way to make it work. He throws a lot of kicks. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a really good grappler. That's, you know, the strong suit. That's a specialty. That's giving credit where it is due because uh, he is a good grappler. But honestly, you know, he's so one-dimensional that I'm surprised, you know, he's made it as far as he has in the UFC. You know, I guess I guess he was kind of too busy, you know, learning how to twerk or whatever instead of learning how to use the striking better. <laughs> 
but I would say it has to be embarrassing, you know, to get beat by Jordan Levitt, and he's over there twerking after the fight's over or whatever. But you know, his, his striking needs a lot of work. He kind of he does find a way to make it work. He doesn't get hit as much as you would think for somebody that that doesn't have very good striking. Uh, you know, he kind of uses lots of kicks to keep people back, and then he tries to work his takedowns and stuff. And like I said, he's a really good grappler. He's got all the good all the good uh, takedowns and takedown defense, all that. So. Uh, he's going to be taking on Victor Martinez. He's 13 and 4. This is his UFC debut. He is 31 years old, 5'8, with a 70 inch reach. So he's going to be giving up an inch of reach here. And, uh, you know, so I like this guy. You know, he's a heavy hitter and he's from Texas. He's uh, on a seven fight win streak. He's not the biggest lightweight, I bet. I, I bet if he wanted, he could probably make 145. Um, he's got fast combinations, pretty good sprawls. He does have a B, uh, BJJ black belt. And, uh, he throws push kicks to the legs, which I like to see. Um, I did see him giving it, giving his back kind of when he was trying to stand up from you know from the bottom position, trying to get back to his feet, which you don't really want to see him do that against a guy like Jordan Levitt. Uh, Jordan Levitt's too good with the takedowns and really good at transition to the back, so he's not going to be able to do that against Levitt. Um, you know, uh, so his fight on uh, Dana White's Contender Series was, or the guy he fought on the Contender Series was actually really good, really tough guy. Uh, you know, he, he was, that was a pretty close fight for sure. You know, he could have lost that fight and I did see him get caught a few times. You know, he needs, he needs to move his head more whenever he's entering the pocket, you know, uh, move his head off the center line and, you know, he, he won't have to worry about that much with Levitt, but he's going to have to be able to stuff those takedowns and, and land the heavy hands. And, you know, I wish I could pick Martinez in this spot, but like I said, I did see him getting taken down and struggling with the grappling in a few of his fights. So, you know, I do think that it's, I do think that it's just a matter of time before Levitt like really gets exposed one day and gets KO'd. But you know, I, I wish Victor was the guy that was going to do it. But unfortunately, you know, I gotta I gotta pick Levitt here to win by decision or maybe by submission. You know, as much as I as much as I hate saying that. <laughs> uh, let's see what we got next up. We got uh, Nurlo Aliyev taking on Rafael Alves, and. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty interesting fight. You know, I thought, you know, breaking down the tape on it and everybody's really, you know, making a they're kind of making a really big deal out of this Aliyev guy. So um so he is Aliyev is 23 years old, 5'10 with a 72-inch reach. Uh, he's 8-0. It's going to be his UFC debut. He's coming off a, a big finish win by ground and pound on the Contender Series, which is, you know, it's actually his only finish on his record. He's got a lot of unanimous decisions. You know, he's kind of he kind of usually gets top position and is kind of pretty happy to hold it there and uh, just kind of grind from that spot. Um, so, uh, you know, if, if this guy... If this guy fights, you know, like, he fights, you know, the way you would um, expect, you know, one of these Russian guys to fight. Um, you know, he's he's very aggressive. He's got, you know, a good Sambo background, uh, forward pressure, uh, you know, lightning fast, you know, on, on the takedowns. And, you know, uh, he's... I've seen him get caught in, you know, some submissions and work his way through them so uh he may not have very good submission awareness but he's got good defense um 
you know, he uses his striking enough to get you to think about his hands, um, you know, and then he gets that takedown. And once he gets the takedown, he's very good from top position. Like I said, he, he does struggle a little bit if someone's putting the pressure on him, you know, and has him walking backwards. And uh, I did see him eat a lot of leg kicks and, and uh, you know, on, in a couple of his fights and on the contender series fight as well. Um, you know, it seemed, seemed like he was having a lot of trouble avoiding leg kicks. He wasn't checking them. Um, he's got good elbows from the top. You know, his last his last fight was an improvement, like I said, because normally he just kind of grinds out from the top position and gets a decision. But I'm really curious to see how his takedowns are going to be, you know, going up in competition, you know, and to some guys that have been in the UFC, veterans of the UFC. Um, and Or if, you know, because like I said, the guys that I saw him fighting didn't really seem like they had very good takedown defense, you know. Excuse me a second. Had to get some water. Um. Yeah, he hadn't fought the best of competition, so and they didn't seem like they really had that great a takedown defense. Um, so I'm curious to see how he's going to hold up. And he's going to be taking on Rafael Alves. He is 32 years old, 5'8", with a 68-inch reach. He's 20-11 and 11 overall, and he's 1-2 in the UFC. And he's a super explosive guy. He was actually doing really well against Drew Dober in the beginning of the fight, but I think he kind of gassed out. Um uh, you know, he, he's got good jiu-jitsu. Um, he's got really good submissions. He's got big power. You know, he hasn't had an easy fight in the UFC yet. You know, he he did beat Mark Dia Casey, and he uh, went to a decision with Demir Ismagulov, which looks pretty good because Ismagulov's really good. Um, you know, he's very experienced, very talented. You know, everybody's going with Aliyev in this spot, you know, and, and <laughs> I mean, Alves is going to be giving up a little bit of height and reach, but... um. He's very explosive, and he he does a lot of creative stuff. You know, he, he he throws some little crazy foot sleeps that you don't really see a lot of people you know use. Um, you know, he throws very very heavy handed fucking strikes, and you know kicks to the body and legs. Uh, you know, great guillotine choke. You know, honestly, man, I don't I don't know what everybody's thinking going with Aliyev in this spot. You know, he hasn't fought really any good competition. So I know I know Alves does tend to gas out, but I'm going to take him in this spot, and uh, you know I'm, pro- I'm I'm thinking he's going to get the win in the first round either by knockout or by guillotine choke. So I'm going with Alves in this spot, and uh, you know maybe maybe uh, Aliyev proves me wrong, maybe he gets the takedowns, but uh, this is going to be the toughest fight he's ever fought by far, and the most explosive, most powerful guy that he's fought in by far. So. Uh, Alves is going to be big plus money and, uh, it wouldn't hurt. Just like I said, I'm probably just going to throw a little something on him, you know, just because, uh, not a big bet, but you know, a little something. Uh, next up we got Gabriel Fernandez taking on Jasmine Jaduvicius. And, uh, so, um, Gabriel Fernandez is, she is 29 years old, 5'6", with a 67-and-a-half-inch reach. She's 8-1. and one. It's going to be her debut in the UFC. Um, she's got pretty good boxing. She's actually a boxing coach down in the town she lives in in Brazil. Uh, she's not the biggest flyweight, but she's pretty good size for the weight class. Um, she has a decent reach. She's got pretty good power. She's got a couple of finishes on her record. Uh, you know, I think she had a submission due to punches from ground and pound. Um and uh, just a couple of, you know, regular submissions as well. Uh, she has good kicks. She's got a pretty active guard. 
I did see her getting controlled a little bit on the ground by somebody that was quite a bit smaller than her. Uh, but she was able to find her way back up and tee off on her opponent, you know, and, and ultimately get the win in that fight from uh, body shots. And, uh, you know, her, her last her last win was over someone who was 9-4 and four, um, uh, before that, before the, uh, yeah, before the uh, ground and pound fight. Um, she won my second round guillotine choke. And that was probably one of the most experienced fighters she's fought thus far. Um, who was that? Yeah, Carol, Caroline Martins is who it was. Before that was the uh, submission to strikes. Um, she's going to be taking on Jasmine Jaduvicius. She's 7-2 and two and 1-1 one and one in the UFC. Um, her last win was over, uh, was it Kay Hansen? Yeah, it was Kay Hansen, unanimous decision. And her last fight was to Natalia Silva. She lost a the decision there. Um, you know, she was a lot bigger than Kay Hansen in that, in that fight. She had, you know, she had the height and the reach. Um, you know, Fernandez is definitely going to have the striking advantage in this fight. And I would say that Jasmine definitely has the advantage in the grappling. Um, Jasmine will have a little bit of height and a little bit of reach. Um, and I'm thinking basically what it comes down to is if Jasmine can get the takedowns, I could see her getting a decision, uh, win here. Um, if she can't get the takedowns, she's probably going to get beat up on the feet. For three rounds uh, by her by Fernandez, um, you know, which everybody's picking Hernandez in this spot, and I will say that uh, <laughs> you know Fernandez hasn't faced a grappler as good as Jasmine yet, you know, on the regional scene, and I wouldn't put any money on this, but I guess for the sake of making a pick, I'm going to go ahead and pick the underdog. I'm going to pick Jasmine. I'm going to say she gets the takedowns in this spot and uh, wins a unanimous decision. Call me crazy. Uh, next up, we got Alice, Alex Reyes taking on Trevor Peak. Uh, Trevor Peak was pretty impressive. Uh, he can definitely take a lot of punishment. I don't know if anybody else went back and watched his contender series fight, but um, Alex Reyes is 36 years old, 5'11 with a 73 inch reach. Um, you know, he's 0 1 in the UFC, and he's actually been out for over five years. He got knocked out by Mike Perry in his, uh, his debut by a big knee. Um, he was a very experienced fighter before coming to the UFC. He had a lot of wins. Um, you know, it quite a long win streak that he was on before he, before he got knocked out in his UFC debut. Um, you know, in, in his debut, he was kind of struggling with the Muay Thai clinch. You know, Perry had him, you know, with the Muay Thai clinch and hit him with a knee. Uh, and you know, maybe he retired after that fight. You know, he was been out for five years and, uh, you know, just now changed his mind decided to come back, you know, and, and he's 37 years old now and he's going to be fighting, you know, at lightweight. So not the, not the best look there. He was really talented, um, you know, before, and we don't know what he's been doing, you know, for the over five years that he's been out. I don't know if he's just hopping back in here for a paycheck, you know, um, uh, he's going to be taking on Trevor peak. He's 28 years old, five, nine with a 70 inch reach. He's seven and oh, uh, it's going to be his debut. He's got tons of finishes on his record. I think all, actually all of his pro wins have been by knockout. Uh, he was an underdog in a contender series fight against a super tough opponent that was way bigger than him. And I really like this guy. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, you know, he's he sounds like he's, you know, um, you know, like a real country. Like, you know, I have kind of a Texas accent, but this guy really has like a country accent. Like he's from Alabama or Tennessee. 
And, uh, you know, he struggled with addiction in the past. He's overcame all that stuff. And, you know, I'm always a, a fan of a comeback story. So glad to see that. Um, like I said, the guy he fought in the contender series was way bigger than him. He had six inches of reach on him. Uh, you know, he fought off the takedowns pretty well. Um, you know, every, every time he got a takedown, he popped right back up immediately. He did eat a lot of big shots. He was really getting his ass kicked in the first round. He managed to come back after all that. And, uh, you know, um, you know, ended up getting a, getting a, uh, was it a finish? Yeah, it was a finish, I believe. And, uh, he got a knockout, you know, he was throwing all kinds of like crazy jumping kicks and stuff like that. And, but he's got a, you know, a really good chin. He's got super good cardio. He's able to keep up a crazy pace for three rounds. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I will say that, you know, it didn't look good to him getting the crap kicked out of him for that first round, but, uh, you know, he's definitely been more active than Reyes has been, you know, uh, so, He's definitely more active. He's younger. He's going to be learning. Or he's going to look better every time we see him. So I'm definitely going to be taking Trevor Peak in this spot, and I'm going to take him by knockout. Uh, you know, maybe he maybe he weathers an early storm and gets a KO in the second or third round. Next up, we got Mike Mallet taking on Johan Lainez. And uh, <laughs> give me a second, guys. I'm going to grab some water. Mike Mallett's pretty exciting. So both of these guys are pretty exciting. Um, so Mike Mallett is 31 years old. He's 6'1 with a 73-inch reach. And uh, he's 1-0 in the UFC. He's coming off a uh, a knockout of Mickey Gall. I mean, yeah, it was a good KO, but it's Mickey Gall. <laughs> you know, um, he, he fights in the southpaw stance. He switches back and forth, though. He's, he's primarily a southpaw. Um, he's got really good combinations. He did eat a few big shots in that fight with Mickey, um, but he ended up landing a huge left hook that put Mickey out, you know, just made him nosedive into the into the canvas. And he's got big power. He's pretty well-rounded. You know, he, uses, he re mainly relies on his striking, but he does have the grappling. He can get the takedowns. He's got a, he's got a few um, submissions on his record as well, quite a few KOs. Um, you know, he's, he's well-rounded for sure. And uh, I'm looking forward to see what he's going to be able to do in the UFC, um, you know, further on from this point. Uh, he's taking on Johan Lainese, and he is 30 years old, 6'1", with a 76-inch reach. He's going to have three inches of reach in this uh, in this spot. He's 9-1. He's 1-1 one one in the UFC. And, you know, I, I really like this guy. I think he's got a lot of potential. He's got really big power, you know, but he, he has a really bad cardio, you know, and uh, he always comes out and puts a beating on people for the first round, and but if he doesn't get the finish, uh, you know he he kind of uh, is gassed out for the rest of the fight. So you know, honestly, as much as I would like to pick Lionese in this spot, uh, you know I've got to go with Mike Mallet here. I don't know if he's going to be able to get a finish on Lionese, but and I could see that see basically what happened in the last two fights of you know uh, Lionese. He, uh, the Gabe, Gabe Green fight, he was putting a beating on the guy in the first round, and then he gassed out and ended up getting getting finished. His last fight, he barely won that fight. I thought he could have lost it, and I had money on him too. It was a, it was to Darian Weeks. You know, he looked good at first, and then he kind of coasted through the last two rounds because you could just tell he was gassed out. So, like I said, this guy's really really got a lot of potential, and he's got a lot of power, and he's pretty good, but he's just got to fix that cardio situation, you know, before I could ever confidently, you know, go with him on this. So. I'm going to be taking Mike Mallett in this spot by KO. Uh, I don't know, maybe 
maybe round two, maybe Lyonese has a good round and gasses out and Mallet gets the finish. So next up, we're, we got Tatiana Suarez taking on Montana De La Rosa. And uh, Tatiana's been out for quite a while. Uh, I want to say like three years. Uh, but she was the big deal, you know, before before she went on this long hiatus with some injuries and stuff. Um, she's 8-0. She's 5-0 and in the UFC. Um, like I said, we've been waiting on this <laughs> for her to come back. You know, uh, she was the next big thing. Uh, she's been out battling injuries. She's, let's see how long she's been out. Yeah, almost three years, eight months, you know, pretty close to four years. So it's been a while. And uh, so she's really good, a really good grappler. She's got really good submissions. Um, you know, this is a girl who's beaten Alexa Grasso, who is about to fight for a title. So, I mean, that shows you how good she is. Like I said, her grappling is some of the best. Um, the only thing that scares me is that all of her other fights were at 115 and this one's up at flyweight. Uh, so we got to see what she's going to look like, you know, up a weight class after being out for so long. And she's a really big favorite in this spot already. She's like a minus 400 and the lines, like there's barely any lines out right now. They're, they're hard to track down. So, um, you know, I understand why she's so big of a favorite, but. I wouldn't be risking anything on it right now because she's going to be up a weight class, like I said, and she's been out so long. So, as good as she is, you know, I don't, I don't know that I would take a risk, <laughs> a risk on this fight, um, you know, without seeing how good she is when she comes back. And as Montana De La Rosa, you know, she doesn't really have the best record in the UFC. Uh, she's 28 years old, five seven with a 68 inch reach. She's 12 seven and one. And let's look at her. UFC record here. So she's five and three and one in the UFC. And her last fight was a unanimous unanimous decision loss to Macy Barber. Uh, she had a knockout before that, Ariana Lipsky. You know, she's kind of been back and forth on the lost win, lost win, you know, but it's one of the people that came from the Ultimate Fighter show and you know, has had a has a had a decent run. She's pretty talented. She's got good striking. Um not a whole lot of power. She's got more submissions than she does knockouts, you know. So she's only got a only got one knockout uh, on her record. So I'm definitely gonna pick, you know, Tatiana Suarez in this spot. But I wouldn't be surprised if Montana De La Rosa takes advantage of, you know, Suarez. She's been out for a long time. Maybe her cardio doesn't look that great. Maybe De La Rosa is able to come come back in the later rounds and and you know control, but. I think if Tatiana Suarez has still got anything of what she had before, she she should be able to get the win in this spot. But I wouldn't risk a whole lot of money on this fight, guys, without with her being out that long. So uh, next up, we got Augusto Sakai taking on Dontel Mays. Uh, Augusto Sakai, <laughs> you know he's he's been knocked out four fights in a row now, so. He's 15, 5, and 1. He's 31 years old, uh, 6'3 with a 70, 77 inch reach. And uh, like I said, he's been knocked out four times in a row. You know, I, I can't go with a guy who's been knocked out four times in a row. I know he was, he had a lot of promise, and everybody, you know, was thinking he was going to be a really big deal at one point. And, you know, it just hasn't, hasn't happened in the UFC. I don't know, what is he? He's 4 and 4 in the UFC. So I guess he did actually have a couple of wins when he first came in. He came off the contender series. He beat 
Chase Sherman. He beat Andre Olowski. He apparently beat Marcin Tybora. That's crazy. And he beat Blagoy Ivanov, but then he's been on a terrible run after that. He's been knocked out four times in a row by pretty good people. You know, Alistair Overeem, uh, Rosenstruck, Taito Ivasa, Sergei Spivak. Um, but, man, four times in a row, you know. <laughs> uh, this is another fight you probably want to just stay away from. He's taken on Dontel Mays. He is 31 years old, 6'6", with an 81-inch reach. Um, he's 9-4, and four, and he's 2-2 two and two in the UFC. And, uh, you know, Dontel Mays, he showed good grappling at times, but it was like against Josh Parisian, so not a guy that was is a very good grappler. Um, he doesn't get knocked out a whole lot. He's been submitted a few times. Um, his last fight, you know, he got, got a beat and put on him by a guy, but that guy turned out to be on steroids. Um, Amdi Abdullawab, is that how you say that? Um, the guy turned out to be on steroids, so that's an overturned fight. You know, um, doesn't count on his record anymore. But, you know, he hasn't looked particularly good either. But, I mean, it, it, I really, if I had uh, <laughs> a choice, I wouldn't even pick on this fight. But I'm going to pick Dontel Mays just because Augusto Sakai has been knocked out four times in a row. So don't put any money on it, guys. Stay away from this fight. But I'm going to pick Dontel Mays just because of that fact because I'm never going to pick somebody who's been knocked out four times in a row. Uh, next up, we got Andre Muniz taking on um, Brendan Allen. And uh, so Andre Muniz is uh, really good. He is one of the better, probably the best submission artists in the middleweight division right now. Excuse me. Um, he is 33 years old. 6-1 with a 78-inch reach. He's 23-4 and four and 5-0 and oh in the UFC. Um, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about this. If you guys are familiar with the UFC, these guys have both been pretty active lately, especially Brendan Allen. Um, I think we're all pretty familiar with, you know, what they're what they're good at. And, uh, you know, Andre Muniz has some of the best jiu-jitsu in the game right now, period. Um, he's proved in his last fight that his striking's pretty good as well. He was able to go out there and, and do a lot of striking in a three-round fight with um, Uriah Hall. And, uh, you know, he's, he's fighting from the southpaw stance. Um, he's got good single legs, good trips. Um, you know, he's, he's really good. He's super talented. He's actually on a nine-fight win streak right now, five of which are in the UFC. And uh, he's taking on Brendan Allen. He is 27 years old, 6'2", with a 75-inch reach. He's 20-5 and five and 8-2 and two in the UFC. And, uh, you know, Brendan's really good. Um, he's, he's very well-rounded. He's got good striking. His striking's come a long way. He used to not be that good, but he's really imp- made a lot of improvements. And, you know, um, he's always been a really good grappler. He's got good submissions. But I, as far as I, I don't see him being able to out-grapple Muniz, and I don't see him having submissions as good as Muniz does. Um, you know, I, I'm definitely going to be taking Muniz to win this fight by sub. Uh I'll say round three. I'll say Allen and him have a have a pretty competitive fight, and then later on in the fight, Muniz will be able to get the to get the submission. So next up, we got the main event: uh, Nikita Krylov taking on Ryan Spann. 
Now, a lot of people are thinking, I saw people saying that this is a an easy layup for Ryan Spann after his big knockout at Dominant Reyes. Well, I'll tell you that, to me, that, that win doesn't hold up, you know, very well because, you know, Dominic Reyes is his chin. You know, he's been knocked out like three times in a row now. So, I mean, uh, I hope that he doesn't keep fighting because I don't, you know, I don't want him to get super bad brain damage or anything. But, you know, after his fight with John Jones, he's just had a really bad go of it, which is unfortunate because he's a really good fighter. But, um, so Nikita Krylov, he is... 30 years old, 6'3", with a 77.5-inch reach. He's 29-9. and nine. Let's look at his UFC record here. He's 10-7 and seven in the UFC, so that doesn't seem like it's very good, but if you look at the people that he's competed with, he's uh, he's fought some tough people. I mean, he actually he actually won a round against Ankalaev. I think he won the first round of that fight. Um, he's got some losses here. You know, He's got some all right wins, too. I guess he's been in the UFC... Twice he was gone for a while and and came back. Um, let's see what he's been doing since he came back all the way. Let's see if I can remember. So he was gone, 2017. Came back in 2018, and he lost to Jan Boltsevich, Blakovich. Um, then he beat Ovin Saint Prue by submission. He lost to Glover Teixeira, which was a split decision, which. Considering that Glover went on to become the champ is a pretty good, pretty good look. Um, he beat Johnny Walker. Um, he had that fight with Ankalaev. He lost by unanimous decision, but he did get the first round. Um, you know, he he definitely didn't get ran through by Ankalaev at all. And he was beating the living crap out of Paul Craig, and then stuck his head in that triangle choke. You know, a lot of fighters have made that that bad mistake. <laughs> a lot of people have. Even our champion right now, Jamal Hill, made that mistake. So and then he went on and he knocked out Alex, Alexander Gustafson. Um and then his last fight with Volkan Ozdemir, you know, he did get he did get caught in the first round and it was it was pretty scary cuz he he was looking pretty bad. You know, he got caught, he was wobbled. He kept getting, you know, caught with punches but he did survive it and he ended up coming back and and taking over the fight. And uh you know, his he's got good striking. Um it's kind of like a I don't want to say like a full-on karate type, you know, striking kind of thing, uh, but it's it's kind of similar. But you know, and he actually has pretty underrated grappling and good submissions. And you know, I've seen him. Like I said, he was able to get the takedowns on Ankalaev in the first round of their fight and controlled him, uh, controlled his back for a little bit and stuff. So he, he's actually a really good fighter, and a lot of people are counting him out here. And I I don't get it. Uh, you know, if you go back and watch his fights, you know, he's he's super talented. He's got really good striking. He's looked better and better every time we've seen him. Um, and I expect him to look even better now. You know, he's only 30 years old. He's been around a while. He's fought all kinds of people, some of the best people, you know, all over the world. So he is uh, definitely a talented fighter. I don't know what all these people are talking about, you know. <laughs> oh, it's an easy layup for Ryan Spann. So Ryan Spann is 31 years old. 6'5", with an 81 and a half inch reach. So he's going to have a good bit of reach, reach in this spot. He's going to have the height, a couple inches. Uh, he's 21 and 7. Let's check out his UFC record. His UFC record, 7 and 2. So that doesn't look too bad, but we'll have to look at that competition to really break it down. So he came in, he got a win over Lewis 
Luis Enrique. Enrique. Uh, he beat up uh, Antonio Noguero, which is basically a guy who should have been retired a long time ago at that point. He beat Devin Clark. Uh, beat Went to a split decision with Sam, Sam Alvey. That's not a good look. He got knocked out by Johnny Walker. Um, he knocked out Misha Serkinov. He got destroyed by Anthony Smith. I mean, he got destroyed by Anthony Smith out in that fight. He didn't look like he had anything for Anthony Smith in that fight. And uh, I don't think Anthony Smith would be able to run through Nikita Krylov like that. Probably be a really good fight. But, yeah, he had nothing for Anthony Smith. And uh, he beat Ian Kutilava. Anybody knows that Kutilava is just going to stick his head right in a guillotine choke. So I don't make too much out of that. Um, you know, I think... Kutalaba's been beat three times in a row now by guillotine choke. I don't remember. At least two. Uh, and then he got that, that you know, knockout of Dominic Reyes, which, you know, that was tough to watch. So, you know, basically Ryan Spann, he's got big power, but if he if you can get out of the first round, um, you know, you're, you, 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 you will get the win. You know, um, he, he's kind of proven that. You know, Anthony Smith was able to exploit his grappling and is actually catching him. I mean, he doesn't have very good head movement. Um, you know, his striking defense is, isn't that great. He's a big guy, so he can take a shot. But, I mean, it, if if you go back and watch the Anthony Smith fight and just see how he was just kind of styled on by Anthony Smith, you know, and, and he didn't seem to have very good submission defense or, or, or anything. You know, he just kind of got ran through super quick. And, uh... That tells me a lot because I do think that that uh, Nikita Krylov is definitely up on par with a guy like Anthony Smith, and uh, so although there's a good chance that that uh, Span could get the you know land that big shot early on in the fight, I'm going to be picking Nikita Krylov to win here. Um, he's probably going to use his grappling. He's a smart fighter. Um, I imagine he'll avoid the big strikes early on and press Span up against the cage, try to get the takedowns, probably use some trips, and uh, try to get a submission. So I'm going to take Nikita Krav by submission, round two. All right, guys. Well, that's all my picks. So let's talk about some bets. So there's a couple of plays on here that, that so far are what I got anyway. I got a play on Andre Muniz. At a minus 195, he's going to wind up being a big favorite quick. That line just came out. Um, got a, I got to play on Mike Mallett. At a, he's at minus 200. And uh, debating on a, a small play on uh, Rafael Alves. And uh, got to play on Darius Flowers at minus 190. And I'm debating on a play on uh, Nikita Krylov as well. But, you know, like I said, I, I'll make a, another video if a whole bunch changes. And you can always go to my Instagram, highkick underscore fight picks. I always post my bets on there and all my picks if anything changes. Um, so that's it for right now, guys. I appreciate it. I uh, had a pretty good, pretty good uh, week last week. UFC 284 just happened. Um, three of my five bets hit. Got a, a, a play on Joshua Kulibal Cash. Uh, play on... Islam Makachev and a play on Jack Della Madalina. So ended up doing pretty good. Uh, 
did make a mistake with the Shane Young play, but hey, it happens. At least I came out with some profit. So appreciate you guys. Uh, I guess I won't be doing a contest or anything since nobody tried to win the autographed Holly home that I had up uh, for USC 284. So maybe I'll put it off until I got some better stuff for you. But I appreciate it, you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, have a good one.